leading of God. Um, let's just pray now. Heavenly Father, we thank you then for the truth of the gospel, for the truth of your word, and for a change of life that can happen quickly under your power, under your anointing. And so, Father, we come to you now with expectancy in our hearts and minds through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. So you being born in a country gives you certain rights and, and privileges, doesn't it? Um, certain legal rights and privileges are ours because we are born in whatever country we were born. We have rights and privileges of that country. Now then, spiritually speaking, it's the same way. When you're born from above by God, you have rights and privileges. <laughs> I could just finish it there, and that's enough. <laughs> In John 3, it says that we are born from above. They often translate it born again. But in fact, in the Greek, it's born from above, which I prefer. Because we're born by God from above. He births us. It's under his unction. I want us to understand that we have rights and privileges because God wants us to put a demand on those rights and privileges. You know, if you have covenant rights and privileges, you can put a demand on them. And not only that, you ought to put a demand on them. If there's a situation in your life where you can, cha you can change through your covenant rights and privileges, well then put a demand on those rights and privileges. It would be crazy not to. I mean, years ago I used to give an illustration. I haven't given it for a long time. I'll give it to you right now again because it's very appropriate. You ever seen a policeman... You ever seen a policeman standing on the side of the road? Just picture this. Come with me on this little illustration. He's standing on the side of the road like this, and he's looking like this. And you walk up to the policeman, and you say, Officer, what's the matter with you? He says, Well, the sergeant told me to direct the traffic. Well, what's the matter? Why are you looking so forlorn? What, what, what's, what's going on? Why aren't you directing the traffic? It's chaos on the road there. Can't you see the chaos? So I, I tried to do it, but they weren't listening to me. <laughs> uh, and no one's listening to me. Have you ever seen that happen? No, and you're not going to. You know why? They train the police to know their rights and privileges. They train the police.
to exercise their rights and privileges as an officer of the law. Well, guess what? We have rights and privileges within the New Testament. And God has said to us, exercise them. Live in them. Don't sit there twiddling your thumbs and saying, oh, I hope it'll be, I don't know, I'm not sure. Exercise them. <laughs> He's called us to live strong and clear in him. He hasn't, does he say, he called us to be, be feeble and weak so that people can relate to you. Oh, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That's the gospel that I believe. That's the truth. And that's the truth of the word of God. Amen. Now, the thing is this. Okay. We've been given covenant rights and privileges. This is the truth. I want us to go to Galatians. Come with me to Galatians, will you? Let's look at Galatians 3 here because it illustrates it well. Now, I think we can go to, after that we'll go. Go to Galatians, and then let's go through to Genesis as well, Genesis 3. Um, it says in Genesis 3.17, Genesis 3.17, it says this, because you have heeded, then, he, then to Adam he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Do we remember that from, from Genesis we remember that, don't we? In toil. You know that word toil? Hard graft, hard labor, in toil. Well then, watch this. It says this. I want you to see this. Um, that in Galatians 3, it says this. I'm going to read the whole chapter here because it's important. If you have a Bible, I hope you have, read it in the Bible, look at it, and get it into the eye senses as well as the ear. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect in the flesh? The Galatians, you see, were being influenced by Jewish believers who were saying, well, you want to be circumcised. It's okay, all this new stuff, but you still got to be circumcised. you still got to keep the law. you still got to do those things of the law. And Paul is writing to correct that, saying no. No, no, no. This is a new covenant. It's a better covenant. 
established on better principles. And he says this, Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Well, it's not God who's doing the hearing. It's us who's doing the hearing. And we're hearing by faith. Amen? By his gift of faith, which he's given to us. He's given us the gift of faith. He's given us the gift of faith. We hear by faith. He says then, just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Abraham was regarded as righteous before God. Why? Because he believed by faith. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Hallelujah. Are you a son of Abraham? I must not be talking to the chair. I don't know. Are you a son of Abraham? <laughs> are you a son of Abraham? Yes! Well, if you are, say yes. Yes, I'm a son of Abraham. I'm a son of faith. Of course I am. Yes, I'm a son of Abraham. And watch this. It says, and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, in you all nations shall be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Follow me but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Makes me want to sing and shout hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I mean, seriously, it's so good. It's so good. Honestly, you can stand up. If you want to stand up, just be free, okay? Stand up and sing if you want to do it, because this is shouting stuff. I mean, this makes me want to shout. I'll read it again. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you see, we have toil in Genesis. In Genesis, it talks about toil, the toil of the ground, the difficulty of that. It's a toil. It's hard work. 
punishment for sin. It's toil. But then we read about the blessing of Abraham, which is mine. Hallelujah. I've got rights and privileges. It's mine. I'll have it now. It's mine. I'll have it now. In the word of God, it's written, Jesus heals my sins and sicknesses. Oh, it's mine. I'll have it now. Hallelujah. That's, that's redemption from the curse. And it's shouting stuff. I want to read from you another verse, you know, a familiar verse, Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and yet is no sorrow with it. But in another translation, it says this, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. In other words, it's the blessing of God. God has called us to be a blessed people, to be Abraham's seed. Abraham was very wealthy, influential. Abraham was the head, not the tail. He's called us as his church to be in that position. And what I found is that the religion of Christianity has robbed from that truth. The religion of Christianity, it takes away from these truths. And it turns that which is abundant life and, and joy and enthusiasm and power and it turns it into something that's stale and boring and a cure for insomnia. I like what Jesus says in Matthew 6. He says, And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field. They grow, they toil not. No toil for them. There's no toil for them. Hallelujah. Let me just continue here. Now, verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Brethren, I speak in the manner of men, though it is only man's, though it is only a man's covenant, yet if it is confirmed, no one annuls or adds to it. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. So you see, we need to recognize that we are precious people. It goes back to what I said at the beginning. If they rolled all of the artificial intelligence in the world together, if they rolled all of the sophisticated technologies together, all of NASA technologies together into one super thing, it would pale into insignificance in comparison to you. Oh, you've been fearfully and wonderfully made. You're so precious. You're, God has invested so much into each one of us. And you see, this world... Um, devalues the individual. 
In this society, it devalues individuals. I saw a video, you know, this week. I was looking at American. We have some uh, interesting things with some American uh, friends and colleagues. And I was looking at uh, a video from America this week and the cities of America. And you see the people on the cities. You see the people in the cities. It's just terrible, you know, living in tents. Loads of them living in the big cities in America in tents. And, you know, I saw the ladies there and they were hardly any clothes on, on the streets. Awful. It's so sad. Devalues humans. And the drugs and people on drugs and people on, you know, it's terrible. And, you know, it just saddened me so much. And I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to go into the video. I wanted to go into the YouTube. I wanted to find those people. I wanted to tell them. I wanted to sit them down and say, oh, my precious, my precious, precious brothers and sisters. I wanted to say to them, you know how, how much God loves you? You know how much God has put inside of you? I wanted to say to them, let's work out a plan that we can get the, that you can live your best life. That's what I wanted to do, you know. I wanted to help them as much as I could to reach them, you know. But I can't, I can't uh, physically do that. But I tell you what we can do as a network. And I tell you what we are doing. We can instruct people in the Bible truths. And we can see pastors educated. And we can see people transformed through their thinking. And we can see them reach those people in their sphere of influence. And they'll reach people in their sphere of influence. And this is why it's important that we study and we take on board the scriptures. And we understand these scriptures. And we live by these scriptures. And we encourage others to do the same. You see? I'm not interested in the religion of Christianity. I'm interested in living faith. And the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? And that's the difference. And it's so important that we get, take this on board. And here's the thing. This is the commission that God has given us. Oh, this is the commission. He's given us this commission. Um, let, me read, let me read on. I'm just going to read on here. Let me read on from um, verse 19. What purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. Now a mediator does not mediate for the one only, but God is one. Is the law then against the promises of God? Certainly not. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, truly righteousness would have been by the law. But the scripture has confined all under sin that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith, which would afterward be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we may be justified by faith. You understand what this is saying, don't you? The Lord 
brings us, it teaches, it brings us like a shepherd. You're familiar with the man who does the evangelism online. We've shared it before. You know, he finds someone on the street and he says to them, do you think you're going to heaven? And, and, they, and, and they say, oh, yes, I think I'm going to heaven. And he says, uh, uh, well, he says, what makes you think you're going to heaven? And they say, well, I'm a good person. And he says, oh, you're a good person, are you? They say, oh, yes, I think I'm a good person. And he says to them, well, have you ever lied? And they say, well, yes. And he said, have you ever stolen anything, even something small? And they say, well, yes. And he says, well, have you ever had, you know, uh, used the Lord's name in vain, let's say? And he said, well, I suppose I have, yes. He said, well, by your own admission, you're a thieving, lying, blasphemer. Let me ask you the question again. Are you a good person? They said, well, no, I'm, perhaps I'm not. You see? That's what this is saying, using the law as a schoolmaster to bring someone to understand that the law, by the law we're guilty. Are you with me, everyone? Yes. We're not going too deep here, are we? No. It's important we get this, you see. It's very important to get this. Otherwise, it's just, um, you know, we don't, want, we don't want this to be a mystery. It's not a mystery novel, you know. It's not a mystery novel. <laughs> it's not a, everyone say it. It's not a mystery novel. It's, not a, mystery. <laughs> it's a letter to me. Amen. Amen. Okay, just finishing off here. Look, it says this, verse 24. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we may be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. Ah, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, he's my Lord. Hallelujah, of one accord. Hallelujah. Do you want to see what this sort of thing brings? Shall I just go into that? I don't know how long we've got here, but shall I just go, go into that quickly here? I want to go into that. Can I take you to the bridge? <laughs> it's a famous old song. <laughs> <laughs> take it to the bridge. <laughs> Can we take it to the bridge, Bobby? We take it to the bridge. Okay, come with me, please. Let's go to the Gospels here. Um, uh, let, me, let me go to the Gospels. I want to uh, explain this to you through Genesis before we go there quickly, very quickly. Genesis 12. Genesis 12, 1 to 3, it says this. The Lord said to Abram, go from your country your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. How many people have gone from a different land here? I have. I was across the Sandbridge, but it was a different land. Land called Wales. And he says this. Go to the land, I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. 
I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples of earth will be blessed through you. Well, that's the blessing given to Abraham in Genesis. Well, what have we just read in Galatians chapter 3 in the New Testament? We've just read it, haven't we? That that blessing is for us. So we can receive that then. As people of faith, we're meant to receive that expectation. Jesus tells us this. You can receive from that which you believe. Notice the believing comes first. So you see, you've got to believe that that blessing of Abraham is yours before you can receive anything from it. Jesus teaches us believing and then receiving. It's very straightforward in the scripture when we really look at it, you know. Um, come with me quickly. Let's go quickly to the Gospels. Let's go straight away now to Luke 5. Let's just go to Luke 5, okay? Luke 5. I just want to show you uh, about the blessing here because I want you to see. We've looked at the scriptures that talk without question about this blessing being ours. But I want to show you how it manifests. It manifests through expectation. This is why it's talking so much about faith. What's faith? What is faith? The substance of things. Now, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of which isn't seen. It's not seen. That's faith, okay? So now let's watch this. Let's go to Luke 5. And then let's read from verse, let's go to, uh, let's just read it from the start. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Lord, shout into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled. There it is again, that word toil. Do you see it? We read it in Genesis 3. We read it in Genesis 3. We read it in Proverbs. We're reading it again right now. Watch this. He says this. He says, he says we've, we've toiled. We've toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, at your word, I will let down the net. What's that showing? That's showing faith. Showing faith right there. Faith produced an action. And faith heard the word of the Lord. Now, people say, well, Jesus was, was right there. So, you know, that's, yeah, he's right here as well. He, amen? He's, he's right here. He sent his Holy Spirit. He's directing us. Who's got a testimony of the Holy Spirit directing them this week? Macy, let's hear that testimony. Come up. 
I want to hear. This is about that being hearing from the Lord, okay, and following His direction. Very important. So um, something happened at school uh, which upset me quite a bit, and I had an after-school club that day. And because of this thing that upset me, I didn't really want to go. But I just felt like this quiet voice, which was God, like telling me to go. And it was like the best, it's netball, so it was the best netball game ever. And um, I got invited to join like a team outside of school and everything. And it was like, yeah, it was really good. (laughs) You know, that's the song we've been singing today. Isn't that the song we've been singing? Please. When she told me, she was so upset she wanted to just to come straight home from school and not go to netball, but she felt this voice tell her, no, don't give in to these other students. Don't give in to what they're doing, you know. You keep on. And that encouraged her to go to netball, and she said it was absolutely brilliant, and everyone loved her, and it was amazing. She would have given in to those feelings of going home. She would have completely missed out on what God had for her. So, Amen. 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 We won't walk by what, we don't live by what we see. You see? You may be looking at some situations that don't look very good. It's okay. We don't live by what we see. You may be in a situation that doesn't feel very good. It's okay. We don't live by our feelings. We know that our God has made the way for us. Amen. And we've got the proof. Amen. Hallelujah. It's shouting stuff, my friends. Oh, glory. Okay. Woo! (laughs) I tell you what, it stirs me right up. I get really stirred up. I get excited inside, seriously, really excited. I tell you why, because I see when you when you live and experience what God has, oh, it's just thrilling. It just thrills me. It just thrills me. He loves us so much, and it's thrilling it is. This adventure of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so... Um, Let's, let's just continue reading this. This is very important. We're going to finish on this. This is thrilling. Okay, it says this. Um, verse uh, 6 of Luke 5. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you'll catch men. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. So this is it, you see. This is the blessing of Abraham manifest. What did it take? Obedience to Jesus? Hearing from Jesus. So this is what we'll say as we conclude this morning on this. 
What's Jesus saying to you? And are you being obedient? When the Lord speaks to you, you make sure it's the Lord. How do you make sure it's the Lord? You go to the Word. The Lord never contradicts His Word. Amen? And don't listen to people, you know, who have a word for you or a prophecy or something, something kooky. No, you're a child of God. You're a child of God. You're in relationship with Christ. And my Bible teaches this, what Jesus said, my sheep will hear my voice. Amen? So we hear from him, and with tenacity then, we say, I'm following Jesus. Amen? I'm following the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. And I know that my God will make a way for me. And his nets are full of fish for you, my precious brother and sister. One of the great things is this. When we understand our worth before God, when we understand how much God has invested in us, it becomes easier, I have found, to believe for the rich blessings of God. You see, up until the point where we just think, well, I'm just a, I'm just a you know, I'm, I'm no good, and I'm just a, just a, you know, you know, like the policeman illustration, you know, I don't know, I don't know if they're going to listen to me. We have that type of an attitude. It's not a receiver's attitude. It's not a receiver. It's a weak attitude. No. It's a believer's attitude that we need. And that believer's attitude is confident of their position in Christ. They know that their God loves them. They know that Jesus went to the cross for them. They know that he rose again, that we would live a resurrection life. And that's what we demand of ourselves. I'm not praying for revival. No way. I'm living in revival. He hasn't called me to... You'll never find a scripture in the Bible that says pray for revival. It's not there. It's not there for a reason. It sounds religious. It sounds like a good idea praying for revival. It's not in the Bible. It's another one of those cliches. He says to us, live the resurrection life. He says, prove me in this. Live revived. Live this Jesus life. I'm so happy that I have the gospel of Christ. Amen? And with that gospel, we can do all things that are possible for us. Hallelujah. We're the seed of Abraham. We're the people of faith. You and I are the nation of Israel. We're the nation of Israel. We're the Israel of God, the New Testament says. Hallelujah. We're the people of God. We're the elect. We're the assembly of the saints. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's stand. <laughs> oh, glory. We praise his wonderful name. Listen, I tell you what. There's so much more I want to... I actually want to... Is it possible that we could have part two after lunch, Micah? But 
I can preach online tonight. I'm going to go online tonight. I'm going to continue some more online tonight because I want to really just finish this off because it's so such a blessing. Um, seven o'clock tonight, we'll go online and we'll um, uh, just continue this study. But here, let's do this as a confession, okay? Let's do this song as a confession. Let's go to the way, Mark. And uh, we go to the way song, and this is our confession. When it talks about seeing, okay, it's because we're not, we're not moved by what we see. I want to tell you something, you know. You know, one time when we first moved to this building, there was a lady who was brought in in a wheelchair. They wheeled her in. She sat here. Was I bothered? Was I bothered about that wheelchair and the woman? No. Ministered healing to her in Jesus' name. She walked out. She lost about four stone in the subsequent months because she was walking everywhere. She bought herself some hiking boots. I'm not talking about the theory. I don't, I've been to Africa. I've been to Africa. I've been to India. We had great miracles. But we've had them in this church. We had them in the other building. We've had them all around the UK. We've seen it. It's no secret what God can do. Hallelujah. And so one of the things that we have to do is this. Say, we will be not moved by what we see. Why? God's made a way. If God's made a way, that's it. Don't care what the evidence is. Not interested. This is how we live. Let's play it, Mark. Praise God. Hallelujah. 